Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to Criminalia. This season we're exploring the lives and motivations of some of the most notorious lady poisoners in history. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Maria Tremarki. Before we begin, we do want to make sure everyone is aware up front that this is an episode in which there is some discussion about childhood sexual abuse, including rape and incest, which obviously is a difficult subject, so we just want to give you the heads up. So today's episode, we're talking about the life of Velma Barfield. Velma is probably best known, actually, for her execution more than for her murders. She became the first woman to be executed in North Carolina after the death penalty was reinstated in 1976. And she was also the first woman to die by lethal injection in the United States. She was born Margie Velma Bullard on October 29, 1932 in South Carolina to Lily and Murphy Bullard. 
She was the eldest girl in their family and the second child. Their family was large. They had nine children. And it's unlikely that in her early years, anyone would have anticipated her future of infamy. She would grow up to become known as the death row granny. She now waits in virtual isolation in a cell just across from the execution chamber. I will hear from the victim's families just as much as those people who want clemency. She may look like a sweet little old grandmother, but she is a cold-blooded, deliberate murderess. Thelma's family lived on a small tobacco and cotton farm that had no electricity or running water, or from what we can tell from the research, uh, any amenities at all. They lived in rural South Carolina, and they were a strict Pentecostal Christian household. And Velma remained a Christian throughout her life, on and off, but mostly throughout her life. And as a child, she enjoyed school, and she was said to get angry when she was kept home to do chores or work around the farm. But she also pretty quickly noticed that there was a big class difference between her and her siblings and their classmates. So she started to pickpocket money from her father so that she could buy herself small luxuries to be more like her peers and kind of fit in a little bit better. Bold from not having been caught for this behavior, she graduated to stealing $80 from an elderly neighbor. But that time she did get caught, and her father beat her for it. So her father was an alcoholic, and he would also often physically beat her mother. And Velma, it said, feared him throughout her childhood. When she was 13 years old, he raped her on a day she stayed home from school with the flu. Now, some accounts suggest that this abuse actually occurred throughout her adolescence, but several of Velma's siblings, however, dispute the claim that she was an incest victim. When she was 17, Velma dropped out of school, and she ran away and married her high school boyfriend, Thomas Burke. They moved together to Parkton, North Carolina, and they went on to have two children named Ronnie and Kim. But about 15 or so years into their marriage, which there's really no evidence that they had a good or a bad marriage, they seemed to be getting along just fine, um, Thomas was in a car accident, and he was injured with a concussion, um, and he went on to have chronic, severe headaches, and he began drinking heavily in order to manage his pain. Velma had some jobs on and off throughout their marriage. When she started working at a textile plant, she didn't stay very long in that job because of serious medical issues. She ended up having an emergency hysterectomy, something she spoke about as leaving her feeling very insecure. She started taking Librium and Valium. Those are both benzodiazepines used to treat anxiety. So Velma was actually taking about three times as much than what was prescribed to her, and she began going to multiple doctors for prescriptions to sustain her newly developed pill addiction. She, at this time, was also injured by a hit-and-run driver, which led to even more prescriptions and more doctors and furthered her addictions. A few years after her husband's accident, while Velma was out running errands, the Burke's house caught on fire. Thomas was home at the time, allegedly passed out drunk, with a lit cigarette, and he ended up dying from smoke inhalation. There was no talk of foul play. No one mentioned that Velma, who had grown weary of her husband's drinking, might have been the one to leave the unattended lit cigarette in the house. At least they didn't think about that until decades later, when she was being investigated for a different murder. But we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Right, right. 
Now, a widow, Velma had moved herself and her children back in with her parents, but they didn't stay very long. Velma married again very quickly to a man named Jennings Barfield. And Jennings was also a fellow widower. We are going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we will talk about Velma's short-lived marriage to Jennings Barfield. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie, and it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Your home should be your haven, and everyone wants to feel safe at home. If you travel a lot, it's really important that your home is secure when you're gone and that your pets are also safe. Simply Safe is advanced home security that puts you first. Simply Safe sent me a home security package, and I was really blown away by all the cameras and the quality of them. When I travel, I could check in on my cats anytime, day or night, and I sleep better knowing that once our alarm is set at night, I know that I'll be alerted if anyone tries to enter the house. Simply Safe has been named in U.S. News and World Report's best home security systems for five years running. It's also been ranked best customer service in home security by Newsweek. By partnering with Simply Safe, I've finally gotten real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get an exclusive 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminalia. That's simplysafe s i m p l i s a f e dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion often neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select Orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's start talking about Velma's off-label use for rat poison. So Velma's new husband, Jennings, became ill one night after he and Velma got in an argument. This was just a few months after the two were married. Velma, at this point, was about 39 years old, and she had, in fact, poisoned Jennings with arsenic. She would later explain that she only meant to make him sick, but he ended up dying. Before his death, Jennings had difficulty breathing, was vomiting, and had diarrhea. And the coroner reported this case as having a heart attack as the cause of death. Again, Velma and her children moved back in with her parents. Shortly after they were settled, her father died. Um, But his cause of death, I want to be very clear, was lung cancer. And this had nothing to do with Velma and her rat poison. But Velma was still living in her childhood home and during that time took out a loan in secret in her mother's name and then bought a new bottle of rat poison out of town in St. Paul, North Carolina. But if we know anything about buying rat poison from the stories this season, it's that it is not always about killing rats. Uh, In this case, yes, it was for her mother. Lily Bullard was 64 years old when Velma poisoned her with arsenic. As she died, she suffered those symptoms that we have begun to know so well on this show. Vomiting, abdominal cramping, and diarrhea. And despite Velma's permission to conduct an autopsy on Lily, a surprising move for someone who was using poison as a weapon, authorities didn't find anything improper. They noted the cause of death as a heart attack. That was so surprising to me. One, that they didn't find anything, but two, that she said yes to it. I 
Uh, it, it gives me questions about what their toxicology standards were and if that was a normal part of their autopsy proceedings. But Me too, because we've seen it before, actually. We've seen it several times where people have been, have been cleared by autopsies when clearly they have had arsenic in their system. So I'm a little skeptical about this. But anyway, not long after her mother's death, in 1975, Velma was arrested and she served a few months, about three to six, according to different accounts. But it was not for her new arsenic uses. It was actually for writing bad checks to maintain her benzos habit. And upon her release, she was hired as a live-in caretaker for 93-year-old Montgomery Edwards. Montgomery was blind and bedridden, and his 83-year-old wife, Dolly, was too feeble to take care of him by herself. They all agreed that Velma would be paid $75 a week for this job, which also included room and board. It wasn't long, though, before Velma began to resent what she later called Dolly's critical nature, which I have no example of, but just in my imagination. She began to dislike her, or we could actually take it as far as develop a strong hatred for, as some accounts of her story tell it. In 1977, at the age of 95, Montgomery Edwards, who, as we mentioned, had been ailing, passed away. And it was then that Velma purchased a new bottle of rat poison, and she poisoned Dolly. So she's no longer, at this point, living with the Edwards family. And Velma was then hired as a live-in caretaker by Record Lee in 1977 to care for her husband, John Henry, who was 80. A record had broken her leg and she couldn't care for her husband, at least temporarily, and Velma would stay with them and be paid $50 a week. And things were going fine. That is, until Velma forged one of John Henry's checks for $50. Worried or possibly anxious that he was going to find out she had done this, she decided that the best way to solve this potential problem was, yes, with poison. And although he died of arsenic poisoning, once again, the coroner reported the cause of death to be a heart attack. So not long after John Henry's death, Thelma began dating a man named Roland Stewart Taylor, who went by Stewart, and they quickly moved in together, and then they quickly became engaged. Stewart was a tobacco farmer, and like Velma, he was also a widower. And Velma, you'll recall, was an addict, something which she continued to need money to sustain. And so soon she began forging checks on her husband's account. And afraid of being found out, she also started mixing arsenic into his beer. So we're starting to develop a pattern here with Velma and her addictions and her check writing. One day... While Velma and Stuart were attending a Pentecostal revival meeting, Stuart began to complain of severe stomach pain, and he quickly became gravely ill, so ill that he ended up in the hospital where he died after just a couple days. And here's where things go a little bit south for Velma. When we come back, we will talk about how an anonymous tip revealed Velma as a serial poisoner. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. 
For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select Orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's get back into talking about Stuart's autopsy results. So Stuart died in the hospital, and there was an autopsy performed on his body. And they did, in fact, find that he had not died of a heart attack or natural causes. He died of arsenic poisoning. 
And it was then that Velma was arrested and she was charged with Stuart's murder. An anonymous tip that was later revealed to be Stuart's sister suggested that this was not the first time Velma had poisoned and that she needed to be stopped. This led authorities to do some investigating into Velma's life and whether or not she played a role in Stuart's or any other's deaths. I've been so curious how Stuart's sister would have known that this wasn't the first time Velma had used arsenic, but I couldn't find that answer anywhere, unfortunately. I guess she's just like, maybe maybe they were friends. <laughs> Velma was convicted of one murder, her fiancé, Stuart Taylor. But there were likely others. She confessed to three additional fatal poisonings after she was arrested, including the deaths of Dolly Edwards, John Henry Lee, and her mother, Lily Bullard. So that's four murders total that she admitted to. And she was actually suspected of as many as seven killings. The bodies of her late husbands, Thomas Burke and Jennings Barfield, were later exhumed. Both bodies were found to contain traces of arsenic. One interesting thing about her confession is that despite the fact that she confessed to those additional three murders, Velma always denied that she had killed her husbands. Another interesting thing about Velma that we found out during our time learning about her and those that she murdered is that she always attended the funerals of her victims, and those in attendance always reported that she appeared to grieve genuinely for them. Her defense was that she had murdered because she had misappropriated money from her victims to support her prescription pill addiction, but that they were all actually accidental poisonings. She had just wanted to make people ill. Her intention, she insisted, was not to kill them, but just to bide some time until another job came along and she could repay the money that she owed without anybody finding out what she had been doing. So psychiatric experts had been called in as witnesses during her trial, and they tried to intervene and stop Velma from being sentenced. For six years, her attorneys filed appeals to overturn her conviction, arguing she was, quote, not guilty by reason of insanity. But... A North Carolina state appeal was denied, and the U.S. Supreme Court refused to hear the case, although not for a lack of trying on behalf of her defense team. In December of 1978, Velma was convicted of first-degree murder of Stuart Taylor. She was not tried for the fatal poisonings of her mother, Lily Bullard, or for Dolly Edwards or John Henry Lee. It took just about an hour for the trial jury to find, and we quote, aggravating circumstances. In her case, they recommended a death sentence for Velma. And it was also reported, so we have a little bit more information because she's a little bit more modern, so we get a little bit more about the trial, which I liked, except the jurors didn't like her manner in the courtroom and said that she appeared, and we quote again, cold and sarcastic, and that she seemed uncaring on the stand. They actually went ahead and said that she snarled. And there was reportedly, and this is, if you can even imagine, a round of applause given to the district attorney as he made his closing comments. Ugh, I know. So weird. And during her time on death row, Velma became a born-again Christian, and then she started to minister to fellow inmates as well as to guards. And it was during this time when Velma began writing letters to the North Carolina governor, Jim Hunt, arguing that her recommitment to her Christian faith should be considered a factor for commuting her sentence from death to life in prison. 
And because of her born-again faith, Velma found herself with a great amount of support from many Christians across the United States, including popular evangelists Billy and Ruth Graham. But Governor Hunt continued to deny Velma's requests for clemency, saying that her murders were deliberate and too serious to warrant commuting her sentence to life in prison. And ultimately, Hunt was concerned over the possible negative effects that staying the execution of an infamous killer might have on his campaign for re-election. You see, all of this was just before Election Day. But he denied that politics had anything to do with his decision for the execution to move forward. was denied by Governor Jim Hunt. As governor, I have a, a responsibility to make the right decision in the interest of justice and the protection of our people. She received final visits from members of her family and close friends. One visitor reported Velma said, quote, When I go into that gas chamber at two, it's my gateway to heaven. Velma also issued a brief statement before her execution saying, in part, and we quote, I know that everybody has gone through a lot of pain, all the families connected, and I am sorry. And I want to thank everybody who have been supporting me all these six years. She refused the offers from prison officials for a specially prepared final meal, preferring instead to be served a Coca-Cola and a bag of cheese doodles. You like what you Mm -hmm. like. Um, For her execution wardrobe, Velma chose the comfort of her pink pajamas and blue house slippers. I very much like that detail about Velma. So Velma was executed on November 2nd, 1984, at the Central Prison in Raleigh, North Carolina, when she was 52 years old. She was pronounced dead at 2.15 a.m., which was about 15 minutes after she had received a lethal injection of muscle relaxant intended to stop her heart and her breathing. Demonstrators protested her execution outside the prison, arguing the governor refused to show mercy and compassion. About 300 opponents of capital punishment stood a silent vigil outside the prison during her execution. About 80 people who demonstrated in favor of capital punishment were also there, and they cheered at the announcement of her death. What a weird scene to be in. Yes. And and this, too, was something that really surprised me about Velma. Um, after her execution, her body was rushed to a medical school in nearby Winston-Salem. And that's because prior to her death, while she was on death row, she had decided and agreed to be an organ donor. Ronnie Burke, Velma's son from her first marriage, was quoted shortly after his mother's execution, saying that she had hoped her death would help the families of her victims put their lives back together. Velma's story to me is a sad story of addiction. And it was really kind of difficult to research and write about her, knowing that her execution was cheered by some people. Right. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I know that there is a lot of division about capital punishment out there, but cheered. Um, yeah, I mean, it's this is one of those ones that is sort of, it's not, it's definitely not our lightest or most joyous episode. Um because there are so many issues in play, right, that are difficult and complex and not really easy right. to wrap up, right? Like, obviously, this is a person who 
whether she truly experienced trauma when she was young or she thought she had or made it up, any of those suggests that, you know, she was someone who probably could have benefited from, um, you know, some mental health support. Absolutely. And and regardless of, yes, I said irregardless. I just wanted to make you laugh. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so I... I feel that even if there, even if we hadn't had that piece of her childhood, if if there had been no abuse in the house and she was strictly um, a a painkiller or a benzos addict, she also could have benefited from a lot of, of work and therapy right. and help. And like she said over and over with all of these killings, she didn't mean to do. I actually didn't. I didn't doubt her defense that she didn't mean to kill these people. She meant to pay them back and she was looking for a way to prolong X, Y, and Z until she could do that. Unfortunately, she chose poison. Yeah, she was not clear-headed. No. Once you get into the whole issue of like what it is to be in the thrall of chemical addiction, that becomes a whole right. other layer to the story, right? Where Absolutely. I mean, of course you... I don't know if sympathy is the right word, but like just as a human, I would hope that, you know, you you feel some sense of of sorrow at what that person must be living through where they're not really having probably very many moments of clarity. Right. Everything is a little clouded when everything is driven by addiction. Exactly. You're not even talking about moments of joy. You're talking about moments of clarity in life and, and making poor decisions because you're in a fog. Yes. Yeah, so Velma's life. Velma's life. This one was a little bit um, tricky to come up with a cocktail for. I imagine. So as I was writing, I was thinking, I wonder if Holly's going to use Coke. I didn't. (laughs) So the cocktail that I came up with it's called Pink Pajamas, just to be a little bit cute. And it's a choose-your-own-adventure cocktail. Interesting. I mean, you have me <laughs> intrigued with this cocktail. It's not particularly wild in any way. It's really just a sub-out of one ingredient, depending on whether you want something sweet or something with a little more kick. So it starts with an Arnold Palmer, half and half, sweet iced tea and lemonade. Or you can also buy pre-mixed Arnold Palmer. So mine uh, is three ounces of sweet tea and three ounces of lemonade or six ounces of Arnold Palmer. And then it's an ounce and a half of vodka, just a plain vodka. I didn't do any flavors this time. But the flavor change happens when you either do one ounce of hibiscus syrup in it or one ounce of habanero lime syrup. See, I have trouble choosing. I'd have to make one of each. But the hibiscus one (laughs) sounds so delicious to me. Very, very pretty. Like, it's a pretty flavor. The habanero lime one is actually pretty popular at our house. I bet. I think that that would be delicious. Actually, I bet I would like that one more, but I'm intrigued by the hibiscus one. <laughs> I'm not even that much of, like, a um, a heat person in terms of food or drink. I just can't tolerate it. Um, but it's uh, the, the sweetness of the tea and the lemonade make it so that that is not quite... The heat really comes off of it a lot. Uh, but it's just a nice, it's great for late summer for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it's one of those things that in, in Georgia, where I am right now, if you kind of start it in the 
late afternoon sitting outside when it's still warm, by the time the temperature starts to drop, the alcohol has warmed you up a bit. So it's kind of a perfect transition beverage for me. Um, <laughs> so yes, those are pink pajamas. And I, I kind of wanted to do the choose your own adventure thing because at the end, the one thing that I do love about Velma's story is that she kind of went away. Nobody ever goes in terms of going, I just want my Coke and my cheese doodles and I want my comfiest clothes, please. Thank you. That was my favorite part about her is that even on that, she did not come up with like, I want filet mignon and I want a bottle of this. And she yeah, just no. she just went with what she completely unpretentious, what she liked. Give me some Toblerone and some whiskey. <laughs> I'll be good. Well, now we know what Maria's death row meal is. The Toblerone in the blue box. <laughs> I'm going to note this for the future. Just in case you want mine, I want bangers and mash. Okay. And a lot of them. And um, <laughs> that is my favorite meal of all time. <laughs> What's funny is I always expected that I would have some sort of potato product, but nope. <laughs> Not when it comes right down to it. <laughs> Toblerone. All right. So while we ponder these things, we raise your pink pajama. Yes. Uh, in honor of at least making choices when you can. Right. Or, uh, <laughs> or raising a Coke to Velma. Right. Or a Coke to Velma. This is another thing, too, if you are not a drinker. You can leave that vodka out and you still have a really interesting beverage. You can just do like a hibiscus Arnold Palmer or a habanero line Arnold Palmer and they're quite yummy. Which would be lovely. Yeah. Hopefully you will try this and enjoy. We sure have enjoyed having this time with you and we hope you've enjoyed hearing Velma's story, even though it's not a super fun one this time around. No, no, nothing, nothing fun to laugh at. But is is momentous. She was the first of some things. Um... So we thank you for spending this time with us and we cannot wait to talk to you about another Lady Poisoner next week. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs>